Hey, Armin here. Welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. We cover training, nutrition, supplementation strategies, and a whole lot more. So stand by. Hey, and welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger. And I'm Frank Mills, and we have another great show for you today. Armin and I will be talking about knowing the signs and symptoms that you have or are overtrained and how much time you should allow for your last meal before you go to bed. So mm-hmm. a lot of great information today. Uh, that being said, Armin, how's it going today? Going great, Frank. Uh, just getting ready for New Year's here. Uh, yeah, it's that last week, so just getting things caught up as best I can and getting fired up for what the goals are going to be for New Year's. Probably the same for you, or absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I am ready for the New Year's. Uh, hopefully, everybody had a great holiday. Got a lot of uh, NSP supplements and protein powder under their tree, and mm-hmm. uh, you know we can get the show started. You know, Armin, when you tried to come up with uh, content for the show, Mm. we get a lot of feedback from the audience. You come up with a lot of creative stuff too from your experience and things you went through. Uh, But knowing the signs and symptoms that you're overtrained, I thought was really great. So um, what can you say are the signs and symptoms of overtraining as Vince would call it? over tonus <laughs> yeah that's the term he used uh uh-huh. yeah the thing, thing that's interesting is uh, there's been people you know professional bodybuilders that um they say that's a myth right you know, there's right. no such thing as overtraining i mean they were basing it on guys in prison that you know they trained every day mm-hmm. and they still got results but that's not a fair statement even when you make that statement because all they do is sit around and sleep and eat. Well, right, right. yeah, you're not going to get overtrained with that. You, you got so much recovery time. How would you get overtrained? So I, mm-hmm. I get that. And then these other guys are on, you know, a bunch of gear, as they call it. So I'm going to say, and what Spence said early on, it exists. So overtraining does exist. Um, so if somebody says it's a myth, uh, it's up to you to decide if you want to agree or not agree. I, I know mm-hmm. it's not a myth from personal experience. So, but, you know, getting back at it. Some of your first symptoms is going to be, you know, loss of desire to even train. It's like, God, I just can't even imagine going mm-hmm. and hitting it today. Uh, lack of energy. You just don't have the zip. You're, you're dragging. You don't feel like doing the stuff. And then when you do train, your strength's not going to be good. I mean, these are pretty obvious things that your body hasn't recovered. So I don't know mm-hmm. why people can say they're a myth. And it has nothing to do with motivation as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Another one would be, you know, loss of a pump when you're training. You know, if you're training and you're not getting that pump, then your body's not in a good state. It needs, it, there's some, it's either nutrient deficient, it needs some more sleep. I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then actually what happens with that is you don't get any results, you get no gains. So then now you're starting to wonder, well, what the hell? And then <laughs> the one that I noticed a lot is, you know, during the, when I'm working is my fatigue is just getting worse and worse. Hmm. So you don't have that zip in your day to, and want to get stuff done. You're just dealing with the fatigue all the time. Right. And the right. one that's the most important is you're not sleeping well. If you're not sleeping well, 
you are definitely overtrained. And I've had that happen too. And I never, never understood why I wouldn't sleep well. But then when I cut the training back, did some adjustments, I felt a big difference. Wow. Well, there's a lot of different ways to see that you are overtraining. Uh, of course, oh, yeah. the first thing people are going to ask you is, how in the heck do you prevent this? Because we don't want this to happen. So that, that's a good question. I mean, there's a lot of approaches you can take. Uh, first and foremost, you got to watch how much volume you're doing. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, the guys that are doing a lot of volume, if you're training too long, then your body's not going to get that recovery. Or if you're not getting enough rest in between your training days, uh, for those muscle groups that are not responding, um, it, it, you, it's not going to be there when you need it. So like one of the things mm -hmm. I felt helped with me a lot to better understand what was working, not working is tracking what I'm doing in my workouts. So whether it's on, on a notebook pad or, mm -hmm. uh, you know, doing a spreadsheet. Uh, now, now I use an app because it's all recorded and I can see all my results, not to write anything down. I just punch it in and it's there for me to refer to. So I prefer an app for me okay. to measure <laughs> progress and to make sure that, you know, cause I have a week and I'm getting, I'm not doing as well and my reps are down for that same exercise. And it's, you know, I've been doing it for the last few weeks and um, it's not, it's not progressing. Mm -hmm. So it was probably up. So that's when you got to start looking back at what happened and what you're doing. Um, and then you, again, you got to track how long your training sessions are. Uh, again, if you, I think the sweet spot to me, and this is what Vince would say is 45 minutes or less, you should be able to pretty well stamp, stamp get a stamp of approval and knocking your muscles out in that 45 mm -hmm. minute window. And that can mean just training one muscle group if you're pretty advanced, or it can be, or it can also mean training two muscle groups. I don't like doing a lot of muscle groups for me at this point because I'm trying to focus on certain areas mm -hmm. like a full body or, you know, just upper body, lower body. Um, you're going to, you got to minimize how many uh, different exercises you can use because you only have so much time to get it done. But I just think if you keep an eye on that, because once you start drifting to an hour and an hour more, you're going to actually cause cortisol levels to kick up and other stress on the body. That's not beneficial. It's going to okay. cause it not to recover. So, and then on top of that, you really got to focus on your nutrition to optimize your recovery. And then that's where supplements can help, help for, for, with performance. And then like we mentioned before, sleep is critical. <clears throat> well, you just actually brought up nutrition. You know, we've talked about that a lot, but in for overtraining, how, how important is nutrition? Well, nutrition is, just, it's, it's like everything else. You've got to have the fuel in the tank to mm -hmm. get things burning the right way to get things to develop. And so protein is critical because you need the amino acids to help with, with, with the repair process. And then fats are critical because they help with the hormone levels. You know, hormones need fats to do the work. And if you don't get enough fat and protein, you're not going to get the strength recovery that you would like. Um, and then I also like after I train to make sure I have some protein within about a 30, 45 minute window. And that'd be different people agree to disagree on that, but I found it works really well for me and my clients because you got to help boost the immune system. You're going to help the recovery because you got those amino acids there because you've been breaking down muscle the whole time you train. Mm -hmm. So you want that breakdown to stop after you're done, not keep going. So that's why I like to take some leucine, five grams of leucine right away after I'm done training. And then I have a meal or I have a protein drink 
with some carbohydrates. Now, mm-hmm. when I say that, I want carbohydrates that are uh, high glycemic, so I get a nice insulin spike to help boost the insulin up and push those nutrients right into the cells as quickly as possible and then mm-hmm. drop right back down. So I get back to fat burning. So gotcha. that's, that's what I like to do on the, on the post-workout and then, you know, food, food intake wise, just make sure you get into protein every three to four hours to keep protein synthesis, uh, occurring as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Now you did talk about sleep as well and how important it is. Uh, Mm, yeah. What about sleep when it comes to overtraining? Well, you know, sleep is where the magic actually happens. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're training, you're breaking down a muscle, you're eating, you're trying to help, help the recovery. And then sleep is when the hormones kick in and they're doing all this repair process to help make the cells bigger. Okay. And then, help with the recovery, getting everything ready for the, to adapt to that stress. Mm-hmm. And you start short circuiting your sleep, that's going to short circuit everything else you're doing. So that's really critical to make sure you get plenty of sleep and typically eight hours. If I get eight hours of sleep for me, I'm bulletproof. I feel great the next day. I don't feel like napping or anything. But if I start cutting that short, the fatigue starts kicking in. I start getting a little drowsy. Me, I feel like taking a nap. So that's why I like uh, making sure the best I can to get good quality sleep at night, just to make sure I maximize that hormone secretion and letting everything get through its repair process to get ready for the next session. When it comes to overtraining, Armin, you know, you're putting a lot of stress on your body. Does stress play a role as well? Yeah, stress can play a lot of different roles. You can have mental stress, which can mm-hmm. affect you because it, it does affect you. It affects you a lot. So you need to make sure you're keeping that managed. Now, exercise typically offsets that kind of stress, the mental stress. But the other stress is too much stress in the body to where it cannot recover because it can't adapt to all of it. Right. So that means training too long. That means not getting enough sleep. Uh, The things we've kind of talked about, that's going to stress out the body. And it can handle stress to a certain level and be very productive. But then there's that, again, there's that sweet spot of when it starts becoming non-productive. Hmm. Interesting. So worst case scenario, what happens if if you just ignore the overtraining symptoms and you just continue on this process? Uh, You know, it's going to lead you really in a bad direction, right? Well, I tried it. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) okay. I was like, I'm going to get through this. I just thought it was, you know, you got to get used to training. Uh And it, it, uh, it wasn't good. I mean, I was just flat. I'd had no energy. I felt exhausted felt depleted and it's like and it started really getting to me so uh-huh. it started getting to me mentally and so i was getting burnt out so burnout <laughs> would be one right then the other thing you gotta be careful with is because you're getting so overworked that you're going to be susceptible to injury because you're trying to push yourself and it's it's not there you know if you get a lack of sleep and you go in and train the next day because i've already done this too is you won't be as strong and you're thinking well maybe it's something that i'm not doing and you try to push through it that's when things can become a problem as well. Cause mm-hmm. if you do sleep deprivation, go to train, you are not going to be strong. Matter of fact, if that happens to me, I just take the day off because I know it's not going to be a productive day for me. If I don't get enough sleep, I don't wow. even want to go down that road. So, but I'm talking about cutting it short by several hours. Now if it's okay. just an hour or so, that's not a big deal. But you know, like at the night you had to stay up all late for something you had to do. I'm mm-hmm. not training the next day. I got to take that day off. And the other thing would, would be if you ignore it, you're starting to look flat and smooth when you're training and 
you know, you, you don't see the pump, so you don't stay motivated at all. You're like, oh, geez, right. you know, I'm not getting anything out of this. So <laughs> that, that's my, my experience from it. So when someone's working out, they're training hard, how do you know if they're just training hard or if they're overtraining? That's another good one. Um, so to me, your strength is always going to be a good indicator. So if, if the hmm, weight feels okay. reasonably good as it was as the time before, and you can squeeze out another rep or two, then great. Now you're always going to, there's always going to be a point of diminishing returns where an exercise, you can keep getting stronger and stronger and get more reps and keep adding weight, but then that's going to level off, which is okay. normal. That just means your body needs some more time to adapt. So that's a good time to change up the exercise give that mm -hmm. exercise a break you kind of maxed it out would be one point i would make um so that's a good gauge there um you know you're going to notice that um if your endurance and strength aren't really there that that you that overtraining starting to kick in now if it keeps improving that means you're still on target you're keeping things in that sweet spot and so you want to stick with that and just make sure you're not again seeing anything else that's going to get in the way of that um, and then you got good energy levels you know, your, your, your mood is good and you feel like training. That means you're, you're getting it done. You're not getting overtrained. Okay. So what do you think you should do if, if you think you're overtraining or you realize that, Hey, I am overtraining, what should somebody do? All right. So the solutions I found and you'll read about them in other places or learn mm -hmm. about them in other places, but just take a week off or three or four days mm. to let that central nervous system just recover, replenish the food stores that you may be depleted on and just get that sleep. And you'll, right. you'll, you'll feel like training again once you do that, but taking a week to three or four days off um, would be the you know, ideal. What I found works really well and with anybody else I've worked with, and it's just mm. going to give you a better healing process. And then you're, you're fresh and you have a different outlook. Okay. All right. Yeah. The one thing I thought about is the recovery time too, from your workouts. Uh, you know, a lot of the folks that I'm sure that you have dealt with, they have a good workout, but they're working maybe too many muscle groups or they work out too often. It leads to this overtraining. Is there uh, a, yeah. a specific amount of recovery time that you would maybe suggest, or do you have a, you know, some other recommendations? Well, the, the textbook statement is, you know, every 72 hours, the muscle should have been recovered, but that's typically okay. what they're talking about is in a perfect world. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which we don't live in a perfect world. They're saying that that's what they see most commonly being effective. Okay. So and another element to that would be how advanced you are. If you're just getting started, your recovery is pretty quick because you're adapting, but as you're pushing yourself using heavier weight and higher, higher intensity, that body needs a little bit longer, in my opinion, to get back to where it's ready to go at it again. Mm -hmm. So what that means is, you know, some people are really caught up in making sure they train the muscle twice a week, that same muscle, just train it twice a week. And that's real important. Mm -hmm. Well, that can help for a while because I've done that. But at the end of the day, your body only recognizes recovery. So whether it's every 72 hours or whether it's every five days, that kind of thing, you have to kind of adjust your training and learn that that's where guys get better and better and other guys stumble you know they, they struggle in that gotcha. area so to me right now i like to train the one muscle group every seven days because i need two days of recovery uh, so i'm training five days a week it gives me two days of recovery so i'm gonna hit that muscle again really hard 
with different movements, different intensity, uh, once a week. Doesn't mean mm-hmm. you can't do it twice a week, but if you see right, you're right. if you see you're not adapting very well, then you need to give it a few more days and try it mm-hmm. and see how you do. Absolutely. Okay, so a lot of people watch and hear the show. They're probably curious on what you do to avoid this. Uh, I mean, you've already had it happen. You, you've already done it. So how do you stay away from overtraining? Well, again, you, what I have learned to do is, is part of my daily routine mm-hmm. is keep things pretty consistent. Your body likes to have a good routine and it can adapt to that and stay real consistent with it. So mm-hmm. you know, I like to train at the same time as much as I can each day. Uh, I, you know, I take my breaks, uh, based on how I'm feeling. So if I train three days in a row and I'm really, really sore and tired, I'm going to take a day off. Sometimes though, I can train four days in a row, then take a day off. And other times I only can train two days in a row and I take a day off. So that's where you kind of have to read your body. And that's what I do now. Mm -hmm. And it it depends on what I did on that workout, you know, especially when I'm working a weaker workout, like my legs and calves are always weaker. So I'm putting a lot of focus and intensity in that and I'm really tired uh, when I get done. So, you know, the next day I may do chest, you know, because it's a small muscle group compared to my legs, chest and triceps or chest by itself. And then I need, I need to take a day off because back, I want to make sure I got good energy for my back training as an Mm -hmm. example. So you have to, you really got to play that out yourself, but that's what I'm doing myself. And I feel it's working really well for me. My strength's good. My energy's good. I want to train. So, I got a good routine that I feel, and I can always change routine, but I got a good one that uh, makes me feel like I'm getting where I need to be. Absolutely. Uh, any final thoughts, anything else when it comes to overtraining? Yeah. Again, like anything else, more is not always better. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you got to, there's a point of diminishing returns on everything. Same thing with food and anything else. Too much food, you got a problem. Okay. Too much water, you got a problem. I mean, you got to find your sweet spot that that works for you. A good coach can help you get there quicker. So consider that if you're struggling. But yeah, keep things in moderation and don't try to do keep doing more thinking you're gonna get a better result. Awesome information, Armin. Um, you know, at this point uh, in the show, we always kind of wrap things up to go to the second segment. You know, we take a yeah. little break, but we also would like to encourage you to check out nspnutrition.com. Make sure you are stocked up for supplements to start the new year. You know, start the year off right. Uh, a lot of you may make uh, some New Year's resolutions. Hey, if you're really on it, you've already uh, got your plan in place. But uh, mm-hmm. don't forget to check out nspnutrition.com for your supplements. And stand by for more of the NSP Nutrition Show. Armin and I will be right back. NSP Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during bodybuilding's golden era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger. And I am Frank Mills. And, uh, you know, we were going to talk about how much time you should allow for your last meal before bed. And, you know, I think that everybody wonders this because 
the old stigma that I always heard is if you eat after eight o'clock, you're off track, you know, it's no good, whatever. I always wondered about that. So I'm glad you're going to talk about this today. Uh, Armin, does it really matter how much time you have between having your last meal before you go to bed? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to, there's a lot of different viewpoints you're going to get on that, but most people agree that you want to give yourself you know, several hours, two to three hours is um, considered ideal. That's okay. basically just to let your food digest and get into the system. Uh, but the other thing I do want to say on that is, mm -hmm. you know, your hormones, when they secrete, when you go into sleep, uh, you want to have everything ready to go into a nice deep REM sleep. Okay. So if you have too much insulin floating around your system because it's trying to process the carbohydrates and, and, and the food that you ate, mm -hmm. that can be a problem competing with the receptor sites of the cells and the hormones can't do their work as well. So you want to make mm -hmm. sure you optimize everything for your nutrition so that everything's where it needs to be. So when the hormones do their work, because they do it at night when you sleep, they also secrete when you train and when you get a little bit of sun, but the most of it's done at night. So you want to have everything ready to go. So everything's clear and then the hormones secrete and you get on those cells, receptor sites and start doing the work, doing the magic. <clears throat> All right. So what about this when it comes to you? I mean, what are your thoughts and your experiences on uh, eating before bed in your timetables? Okay. First and foremost, it's never going to be perfect at all. So you, you, you do the best you can to get mm -hmm. that food ate and digested. But there are times when, you know, it may be an hour and a half before you go to bed. Uh, but try to stay in that two-hour window, in my opinion, is pretty ideal. Now, okay. you're going to see where some people suggest three hours or longer, which is fine. Right, okay? right. I'm just saying the sweet spot that I have found has been the, uh, the two-hour window. But there are times when it's an hour and a half, so I'm hoping everything's digested. So just mm -hmm. keep that in mind. Now, what I do like to do is I do carb cycling. So the carb cycling... With that, I have a, a high glycemic meal, carbohydrate meal with some protein uh, for my last meal. And again, a couple hours before, so mm -hmm. I get the, the serotonin release and that serotonin will convert to melatonin and that'll make you drowsy. So that kind of preps me for a good night's sleep as well because I got the melatonin mm -hmm. flowing, I get drowsy. So I go right into a nice, good quality REM sleep and then go from there. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm sure there's a lot of other viewpoints that you've looked at, you've read. Uh, do you have some of the other viewpoints that uh, are out there? Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, if you talk to nutritionists um, and you read, read from them, they're going to say they're recommending about three hours between your last meal and going to bed. And mm -hmm. their focus on that is to make sure all the digestion has occurred. I, I agree with that too. It's just that okay. you know, sometimes the three-hour window may not work. So, right. Uh, but right. They, they also recommend it because they're trying to prevent heartburn and, uh, and, and ingestion. And it can sometimes cause insomnia for some people. So, uh, they just, they're just saying don't go to, go to bed on a full stomach. Let the digestive system kick in and let things um, get going. And there are some debates that this will cause weight gain. I don't know how valid those are because they're just saying, right. well, because your metabolism is slowing down, you're going to bed, you're not going to burn those calories you just ate. Well, okay, I, I get that. But if you're getting that, if you're going to be doing things the next day, you need to have a good fuel right. in your system to be able to handle right. the next day's activity. So 
I think that's a little overstated. I mean, if you're just eating too much food, that's a whole nother dilemma uh, mm-hmm. as far as, you know, going to bed and stuff too. So, mm-hmm. yeah, well, it also depends on what time you go to bed. I mean, if it's oh, yeah. eight o'clock, then you go to bed at 11. Some people have different schedules. So, yeah, it's yeah. a timetable. I guess you have to calculate, but the one thing I was thinking about, hey, this is the NSP nutrition shows. What about supplements? I mean, do you take those before you go to bed and do you have a timetable on those? Yeah, so with supplements, there's different strategies on that. So I like to do any hormone precursor type of supplements where they're required to be taken on empty stomach and they're going to be mm-hmm. in your, get in your bloodstream before you go to bed to help help the hormones and stuff like that. So some supplements like the hormone optimizers, you can take that with a meal and you take that up to three times a day. So it's going to be in your system. So mm-hmm. it's all right. It's going to be there when you go to sleep. So that's a different strategy there, but I'm kind of experimenting with different supplements because that's what I do. I I'm right. trying to see, was well, this going to help my performance? It's going to help my recovery and you know, things like that. So right now, like I'll take ashwagandha and I'll take astragalus, uh, vitamin C, like about a thousand milligrams to help with the immune system. Uh, and then prostate plus, you know, 58. So I'm keeping on that prostate. So let's you know, use that. Then I'm experimenting with Fidogia agrestis, which is another um, supplemental herb that can help with testosterone, they say. Mm-hmm. So I'm just seeing if I notice anything from that. Uh, same thing with Tonkat Ali. So I would take those before bed, unless I'm taking the alpha male, which I've been experimenting with that. So if I take the alpha male, I take that after training, so I don't worry about taking that before bed. But these are just some supplements that, uh, if you look them up statistically, they've, they've mm-hmm. stated that it can help testosterone levels. And I'm just trying to see, well, does it do anything or not do anything for, from my perspective? So. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any other information you have besides what we've talked about? Yeah, I mean, if you if you find yourself, here's another thing that happen. Okay, if you're doing nutrition and supplementation, all that. If mm-hmm. you find yourself going to the bathroom several times a night, two, three times a night, um, that could also be a sign of something. So the first step to do is just cut back on your fluids two hours before and see if that clears it up. Now, if it doesn't clear up after you get up and go to the bathroom, then you may have some prostate issues starting to kick up. You know, it mm-hmm. may start to enlarge and things like that. So you want to get get tested. You have a blood test to check your uh, your prostate. Um, or it could also be a sign of sleep apnea and sleep apnea that'll happen too. So you're not getting good restful sleep, which is not good. So I just want to bring that up since we're talking about going to bed and you have food right, supplements, right. these things going on. You, if, if you're seeing that happen, then that's what I would do just to make sure you've covered the basis. Um, not, not ignore it. Right. Right. Well, a lot of great information as usual, Armin, and another great show. Uh, I'm sure everybody appreciates it very much. Well, I mean, I really look forward to it every time and you know, look forward to it again next week. And I'm hoping guys are getting some takeaways from this uh, that can help them. And of course, if you have other questions, we want to hear about it. So please let us know. Um, I mean, it's really important. A- absolutely. And, you know, as always, make sure you Take a look at nspnutrition.com. You know, they have a lot of great things happening between now and New Year's and uh, take advantage of that. And, uh, you know, Armin, also, when it comes to suggestions for the show, we're always looking for comments and suggestions, right? 
Exactly. Yeah. Anything you can do to get for us to give you better feedback or other topics that are of importance to you, uh, we'd like to know. Just you know, leave a comment in the video, or you can you can email that as well. But um, you know, we want to make this channel a good, effective channel to help your training, help help your everyday life. Absolutely. And and if you're going to comment in the YouTube channel, that's great. Uh, and effective. It's not something you want to do if you listen to the podcast instead. You can always, again, like Armin said, shoot us an email at support at nspnutrition.com and we will get that information as well. And, you know, Armin, we appreciate the audience. We appreciate them watching and listening to the show. And, uh, you, you know, we're looking forward to a whole new year of NSP Nutrition shows. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Well, I guess we'll see everyone next year. And thanks for joining us here on the NSP Nutrition Show. Hey, thanks for checking out the NSP Show. Go to nspnutrition.com where you can find a whole heap of resources to help you achieve stunning definition and eye-popping levels of muscularity. Don't forget you can save 10% on your first order by using the code NSP Show at the checkout. Catch you next time.